have you along my fellow tech enthusiasts i'm sam bushman we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to jay harrison's with me welcome to the show sir howdy sam how's it going absolutely fantastic the broadcast is brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. they're our main company that deals with all things it it can be configuration hardware software computers endpoints technical support desk the list goes on and on security stacks and a whole lot more we are your it provider Anyway, without further ado, there's so much to discuss, so kind of little time for the discussion, it seems oftentimes when it comes to tech, but there's what, a new product out, I guess, is that what they call this thing, Jay? Yeah, this is the Apple Vision Pro, right? It's going to be their- Apple Vision Pro. Their new headset. They say it's available in the U.S. on February the 2nd, so hey, it's available now, right, Jay? Yeah, I, it, well, what is today that it'll it'll be available soon if you can get a hold of it, right? I mean, it's going to well, be and that's the debate. Yeah, um, I would give it till about mid February, and you could probably order one. But are you going to order one of these though, Sam? They're they're thousands of dollars. I know it. What thirty five hundred bucks? Yeah, I I've spent less than that on a on a car before. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to buy one of these headsets. You can get a Vision or a Quest. Um, even their latest model, the, like the new one that's coming out, not the Quest 2, but the one after that even. And, you know, it's 10 times less. And sure, there are some cool things that this Vision Pro does from Apple, but is it 10 times better? I would say <laughs> probably not. Well, didn't Google make an attempt at this too, Jay? I mean, isn't this, well, look, they had, this is... They had the Go Google ahead. Glass, right? Which, which was more like a pair of glasses that you would wear um, and everybody would kind of see and it would project what, onto there. This is there. more garg... This is um, like goggles. These are like your deep sea diving goggles. You're like, yeah, right. this is a big headset that you wear on your head. Um, but it has a projector or, or a screen in the front that mimics your eyes. So it so when somebody looks at you, they can see a sort of an AI version of your eyes, so they can see facial expressions and stuff through it. If the sensor detects that there's somebody in front of you, otherwise the screen is blank. It's pretty fascinating. It's great tech. I mean, it's it's I love this stuff. It's bleeding edge. I, they're doing a lot of cool, great things with it, but I, you know, it may be ready for prime time, you know, for those people who have tons of money and they're early adopters. Um, but it's not ready for prime time, you and I, you know, the average person, I don't think, even even tech hey, guys. Man. PC Mag has an article out about this already, too. Uh, basically talking about seven things to know before you buy. And I think we got to go through those real quick. It's kind of interesting, Jay. Absolutely. Um, the point one is that they say it's not just a VR headset. Um, they say from a hardware perspective, it's a head-mounted device, but it can do all kinds of other things. Um, it's a special computing device, and that's what I think Apple is trying to market this to, is that this is going to become like your your heads-up computer. It's like a MacBook Pro that you put on your head, sort of. Um, I don't think they're just marketing it as a, a screen or a, an interface, which is kind of Gotta like what the MetaQuest well, and those other Unless you say an interface, interface to the world for your whole senses. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they're trying to go for. I know we're not there yet, but we're further along than many suppose. They'd be shocked when they when they deal with it. At the same time, we're not as fear, far along as their kind of panacea is, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Kind of weird. 
So, number one, understand what it is. It's more than a headset, baby, by a long shot, they're claiming. Number two? Number two is they say it's not for walking around outside. Why not, Jay? Well. Come on. Don't you want me to be in a whole other world while I'm crossing the street? Come on. I don't think so. Now, it does have, like, (laughs) pass-through vision, so you could walk around with this. And it does have a battery pack. The battery's not on the headset. It's it's connected to a cable, and you wear this, like, battery pack either on your belt or put it in your pocket or whatever. Yeah, it's like when you get a wireless mic and they wire you up and you, they give you this little battery or yeah. transceiver and then that. It's, it's Except similar it's kind of quite setup. a bit I know bigger. It's not it's, identical, but it's that kind of style. Think of a battery bank in your pocket. You know, This thing yeah. doesn't sip think on the electricity. Think of a heart monitor yeah. wrapped around your <laughs> chest. And I'm just kidding, but it's it's kind of crazy a little bit. you got to get wired up for this sucker. So they say that you know shouldn't you shouldn't expect to be walking around, even though um, there's things that would obscure your vision, um, it does have cameras inside so you can see through to your environment, but um, you should be more like expecting to be sitting at your coffee table or in a chair or maybe even on a plane, but not just, uh, you know, walking the city streets with it. Yeah. However, I think that could change with the proposal that I'm going to have about this. All right. Let's number three, though. Number we'll three my, is it doesn't have idea. controllers besides your hands. There's no dedicated hardware for controllers. Um, you just use your hands. Yeah, so and you don't have something in your hand that does all this stuff. It's just your body movements, right? That's right. Exactly. It's like Dance Revolution all over again, Jay. Yeah, sort of. In the <laughs> some of the other ones have tried to do this. They don't do it as well as the <laughs> as this one does because it's a three thousand five hundred dollar headset. So yeah. you know it does pretty good. Number four is it's built on Mac OS and iOS. So I don't think and anybody's surprised about that. this is you're saying that. that it's really a, a MacBook on your head. Yeah, I, I think so. You'll see a lot of apps, and it kind of has a, it, it seems like the OS has more of a, an iOS feel to it, like an iPad or, a, or an iPhone, but it's more based on. Yeah, because they're trying on, to match the portable world with the computing world, give you real power under the hood, but give you the portable day to day that you're used to because it's meant to be relatively a portable device, right? Yeah, and it's me- it's meant to really interface well and and be built on macOS. I'm sure they're going to have their own sort of like how watchOS has their own operating system. This is going to have, you know, whatever OS from Apple on it probably. Yeah, it's going to be an Apple OS, but it's going to be stripped down for the purpose. Like a lot of times you take Windows strip downs and create images and then run things off of, you know, stripped down versions of Windows to, to, to improve security and harden and uh, decrease uh, external things from being introduced into the OS. And, and they do it for a lot of reasons, but simplicity and streamlining and all kinds of stuff. Hey, what do you really need the OS to do? What services do you need it in it versus you don't? You don't need to pack around all the printer drivers and you don't need to pack around all this stuff. And so it's kind of a way to slim down but stay to the core. When they upgrade, you can apply a bunch of uh, principles that strip yours down again and uh, a bunch of directives that strip it down again and then get a snapshot of it. And it may not always be caught up to the latest OS, but it's 10 times more hardened and secure and and more stable and everything else this way. Certainly. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, one of the big use cases they show of this is you can connect it with your MacBook Pro and then you can just have this bigger um, single screen 4K kind of projected out in front of you of your MacBook screen. Uh, instead of just you know working on the little laptop environment, we, I guess you could so you still use your keyboard. Screen, is what you're saying? Yeah, you don't need a screen because it's going to be kind of projected this in front of you when you're, with your goggles. Now, one of, I did read in a different article. Um, one of the downsides I said to this is there's no multi-screen, so it's kind of a 
at least at this point, it's kind of a sad thing that it's like, hey, you have all this environment where you could set up eight monitors if you wanted virtually, but you can only operate right now on the MacBook interface with one screen. Now, it could be a 4K screen, so there's quite a bit of resolution on that, but it's still, you're limited to one screen at this point unless they upgrade yeah, that. Yeah, and I, mean, I understand the reasonings for it again, but this again is where this is first gen for this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, right? very much, yeah. It is first gen. And so we got to give it a little bit of, you know, next it'll be multi-screen, next it'll be this, next it'll be that, next it'll be smaller and sleeker. And, and you know, we're on the beginning of this thing. Right. And uh, who knows what when you start to apply AI to the back end of this thing too, which how much of that they've done in terms of usefulness in the real world as opposed to the alternate world. I don't know. Agreed. Uh, number five is it's ready for movies. So you can project a big screen, like 72 inch, um, you know, monitor out in front of you. You can move it back and forth from what I understand. Yeah, so when you say project though, you mean virtually this thing appears in your vision in this, through these yeah. goggles, there's no real monitor anywhere. That's right. Meaning the, I just want people to understand what you're saying. Only the person in the room that has the headset on will be able he to has see the this. theater, so to speak. Right. Right. Everybody else is like, what? Now, I assume that you can have multiple of these and everybody could be watching kind of the same thing projected in their own space. But in um, theory, I don't know, because when you say the same thing, I guess they'd have to all go to the same source and start it all at the same time and all that. Right. Or they would sync okay. up. You know, you have a lot of these things where you can watch, like, for example, Sam and I could watch Netflix being him and being in Utah, me being in Florida, and it can sync up and you could kind of watch it over the phone together or uh, people do this kind of stuff all the time. Hulu has it yeah. built in. Lots of a lot of times they do it with sports too, so everybody can yell at each other and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, trash talking if you're watching a boxing match or whatever. Sure, whatever. All kinds of reasons, but yeah. <laughs> and this just takes this to the next level. So it's part virtual reality. It's part whatever sensory this that. It's part. It's part. I don't want to say illusion because there really is data in front of you that you can see. Yeah. The data is, is delivered through the goggles. It makes it appear like it's this big projected thing. The illusion is just but, but the experience. the truth is it's just the data streaming into the goggles, right? Right. Exactly. So, uh, number six is it's as powerful as an iPad Pro, but you know that doesn't really impress me because an iPad Pro is $1,200, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but the latest iPad Pro, though, so think 1200 bucks now, and now you got the iPad Pro in it. Right. Then you got to start thinking of the extra hardware for the goggles and the cameras and the lenses and the... I don't, I don't know if you say 3D in this world now or not, but you, you get you start to ask what other hardware, what other things make this happen, right? Well, this as part of the pie. This reminds me of when Tesla first came out. You know, and you had the Tesla X, which was yeah. like uh, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. You know, now they have like, models that, that are forty thousand dollars or whatever. Those, yeah. those are the ones you see people driving around. And, and the ones that are forty to sixty thousand dollars that you see people driving around are more powerful and better than the one that was one hundred and twenty when it started out. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah, there can be. Yeah. Um, I still think that X is pretty pretty awesome. The one with the gullwing doors, you know, that open up in the back. Um, yeah, but you're old school. Come on. I know. I still like the DeLorean, so there you go. But <laughs> All right. There, so, but what I'm saying awesome. about that is I, I feel like this headset, being first generation, is going to be very overpriced. This is not the one that is going to get consumers. Um, they're going to they're gonna come out with a version 2 that will be much more affordable. Amen. That, and it's going to be incredibly underwhelming for the price you pay, but overwhelming because most, most people haven't seen this kind of stuff. They're like, wow, this is incredible. So when you first see it, you'll be overwhelmed. With what you paid for it, you'll be underwhelmed. Yeah. And then the future is it's going to underwhelm you too compared to the possibilities that start to enter your mind. When you, when you go through this experience, then you're going to say, what if it did? What if it? What if it? And pretty soon, now you got the dream. 
yeah reference now, to point two, right? Right. And, and point we're seven far from that, buddy. Point seven is just where and how to buy it, and it's going to be basically Apple.com. Don't expect it at Amazon or Best Buy or anything like that. You're going to have to Not buy it direct from Apple. Um, and thirty five hundred bucks. Be ready to pony up a lot of money for this thing. You got to be a yeah, real Apple that. fanboy, or you get that the watch and the phone, buddy. You're well over five grand now, my friend. Yeah, easily, you get that in the phone, <laughs> and you'll be over five grand. Come on. Yeah, you're right. And then, of course, you got to have the Apple TV too. Add a couple hundred bucks on eh, seven grand out of it. Well, I needed a MacBook too, don't I? Yep. Uh, now you need a tablet with a more. pencil and everything. Now you're talking. You're, you're at right. least ten k, Sam. That's just a good start. <laughs> yeah. Can't we only dream? All right. Anyway, this to me is a very interesting technology. And to me right now, they're pitching this as alternate reality. Kind of put on the headset. Don't live in the real world when you're doing it. Do it as a, what's the word I'm looking for? Do it as a um, alternative view or do it as a, uh, a scope into a different world kind of an idea. Right, Jay? Well, like a hobby. But I think Apple's really trying to pitch this to people to use it as a workstation. Now, which I don't really get because the battery is hour is only like two hours. You get two hours of battery life. You can't hot swap the battery, so you have to shut the thing down, put you in can't a new keep battery, it in or run off the plug. You can plug it in if you're if you're somewhere where you can plug it in and charge it and run it off of another outlet. So you're tethered to the wall then. Um, yeah. But you can't like say you're on a plane, for example. You even if you bring yeah, a spare done. battery. And by the way, a spare battery costs two hundred dollars for this thing. But if you have a spare battery with you, you still have to like stop what you're doing, shut down, change the battery, put it, you know, start boot back up. Um, yeah, in the middle you're going, come on, man. Yeah, but they really right. they want this back. to be. The way everybody's going to work in the future. I mean, they they think yeah. this is going to be a paradigm shift. If they get the battery shift. life and if they get all these things, it might be the case. Because yeah. imagine having now. Remember how I've always dreamed of this little little computer about as big as a deck of cards. Uh, deck of cards and, and that's your, your computer. And, yeah, and you just walk around anywhere and stuff. Pretty soon, if this really takes over and it becomes my cell phone and becomes my computer, and I have these goggles and I learn to pack those two things around, I'm way tinier than even a laptop. My prediction, Sam, is yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in this iteration with headbands and crap. Nobody wants to mess up oh, their hair, right. right? If it's if they can get it to a pair of glasses where you can slide, like sunglasses or something of that nature, where you Yilt. can slide yeah. it on and he doesn't screw up your hair, then people will do it. But you're going to have a lot of resistance, especially from women and you know guys that gel their hair and stuff. Like that. Nobody's going to want to wear this thing. It's got the, it's the got a strap goggles? that goes under your skull in the back, and the one that goes over the top of your head. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to do that. It's like putting on a CPAP all day. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Uh, you're going to put on scuba gear to go to work. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just telling you, they're going to get it to where you'll be surprised if they can really get it miniaturized and simple enough. As Jay's pointing out, it's going to be something to behold. And you have a computer about the deck of cards and your little uh, goggles, and you can basically project big time anywhere and everything else. And, you know, how portable would that be if that's really the case? And time will tell. We're keeping an eye on the ball. But I want to take it from the alternate reality that they're pitching it now or kind of a different focus. Hey, don't live life and do this. Don't walk around and do this is kind of their claim right now. And I want to change that game. And now I want you to pretend you're blind, Jay. Okay. That doesn't. And I want you to put on these goggles. And, and, and maybe you even have to have an extra computer for greater computing power as a deck of cards in your hand or on your belt with the battery. I don't know. But imagine this thing now, whereas I turn it on, and it's starting to speak in my ears what it sees. Right. And so I can just literally walk around, and then it could say, doorway in front of you. Walk straight. 
heard a little bit left or whatever, and it can give me directions. And or it can describe people's faces. When Jay walks up, it can say, hi, Jay. And then I'll go, hey, Jay. Oh, yeah, because it, it, it can literally recognize people's faces with facial recognition and just tell you. And you can just right. add it to your contact, some kind of profile or whatever. And so it would immediately tell you who's yeah, there. Yeah, when it sees it, it's Jay. Yeah. That, it's, it's, that could be you know, cool. Whatever. Okay, and, and or tell you things about, hey, the light's green now. I mean, look, if you if you learn and you stand at a spot on the corner and you look the goggles up to where it could know, I mean, I don't I don't know how it's, but it can it can tell you green light, red light or whatever. It can learn to detect that you're at a crossroad, crossroad, crossroad. It can reference that and know what a street and crossroads look sure. like. Okay. And then it could just basically look up wherever it's supposed to look up and scan around and say, oh, there's the light. It's red, red light. And I imagine red it could light. be a great accessibility device. I just don't see the average person. Oh, you're right. I agree with you. But I'm Strapping saying miniaturization of this, getting it to where it's simpler, like you're talking about, and then combined with these kind of uses. I mean, I'd walk around with that thing on my head as a blind person. Right. Better than a cane. It's easier than a dog. Agreed. Uh, if you give me thirty five hundred bucks and it's really got AI or AI behind it, or it's actually intelligent and it can, you know, literally tell me where I am based on GPS or something like that. You know, Sam, you're five doors down from McDonald's, buddy. Plus, you just imagine walking. being able to access your computer and all your other resources at the same time while you're doing that. You know, it'd be pretty yeah. cool. I could see it being cool. And I, I, like I said, I love the tech. I applaud them for they've they've literally raised the bar and not by a small amount on VR headsets. And I think that's awesome. I think that's great. Do you want one? Do I want one? Yeah. I, I don't want to pay for one, but if somebody, if they want to send me one, I'd be, you know, <laughs> I'd love to play with it. But I, yeah, but I, I am waiting I, for I Gen 2 and 3 when it gets down it. to, say, 1500 bucks, like your phone. Now you're getting somewhere because then the oh, next I question think, is this. I think they it needs put to be a phone chip in this thing. If they could put a phone chip in this thing, Jay. Right. Uh, you don't need your phone anymore. You just have your goggles. You can decide if you want a phone, a little handheld slab of oh, I'm whatever, sure that's easy your to goggles. Do. You know, then it wouldn't be long to where either they merge those devices or they have them complementary in some way. I don't think they'll get it down to 500 bucks because you got to have the computing power behind it. Pretty soon they'll just put the chip in your head, Sam. You won't need goggles. No, I'm thinking I'm no you, on that. That's a reoccurring theme in this show. You're, they're going to put I a know, chip in I'm your thinking, head, Sam. No, we're not doing that. I'm going to fight against that for the rest of my life, buddy. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um. All right, the ICANN. Is in the news. Those are the people that deal with what is it, the international names and numbers or whatever the heck it is. It's yep. basically the government control of the internet names and terms. Well, and it's not the government anymore because it used to be owned by global. the United States. Yeah, now right, it's now a, it's global. Exactly. Anyway, ICANN proposes creating dot internal domains to do the same job as the old one nine two dot one six eight dot one dot x did. Simon Charwood with the uh, article. And they say it'll be a subdomain for an intranet. Jay, do you want to explain a little more of this and then we can talk about it? Yeah, well, the idea is um, sort of like the way NAT traversal, which is um, network address translation. I almost forgot for a second. Um, would allow you to take, if you only had one IP address, you're only given one IP address from your um, ISP, you could then split that out and make a whole bunch of IPs for all of your network, for your router, for your computers, for your printers, for everything else. Um, and this is kind of similar in a, in a way. This is going to be a domain name that is just on your local net. So it won't be routable through the DNS service. So the, the normal dynamic names, if you, if you try to put in an address um, and you use this dot .internal um, thing, it's the DNS is just going to reject it. It's going to say, this doesn't translate or it's just going to send you back. And so what this will work really well for is, and you see this before or in devices, they're kind of doing it, but it's kind of a little bit of an iffy workaround. Um, let's say you get a, a 
TrendNet um, repeater. It may have in the setup, it may have a, an address in there that's like trendnetwifi.net, but it's just spoofing that and it's intercepting that. But this will give you a real address that only works internally and will be able to um, route to that device and will never go out on the public WAN so that you can have, whether it's an intranet for your co corporation or whether it's devices that you're trying to connect to, you can give them just this um, name instead of have to know all the IP addresses, which a lot of people kind of trip up on. And it should make things easier. And I think it's a great idea. I actually support it, and I think it's a So if cool sambushman.com is my domain, sambushman.internal would be this, right? Yeah, and you could run a server on your and, your sub-LAN, and it wouldn't be accessible outside, and you could only access it from in there, and it just wouldn't route out to the public internet. So it literally puts my devices in a protected way on my own network uh, without exposing anything, but yet letting us access the internet and access this server locally is seamless. Right. Is the and point. Now, don't be confused and think that this makes it super secure because if somebody has a foothold in your network or they have access through a VPN yeah, or something. Once they're already in, they've got it like anything yeah, else. They but can they can't get, get in through it. that right. is the point. So, you know, I'm not saying you're 100% safe, but I'm saying it's, it's, it's an improvement big time. Now, some people are critical of this, Jay. I think it's a clever idea. What are their critical points? I guess I haven't heard them, so maybe they have good points. And I, I don't know all their critical points. A lot of them are just saying, hey, why would they get to determine if it's internal? How long will it be till somebody writes something that can somehow discover that and get access to your network through it? There's all kinds of claims. Whereas right now, there's no real standard behind your own local. Um, when you move to your land side or your local side, um, there's nothing that governs what you do. So there's there's nothing to rely on. If you make this so standard, then somebody's just got to find a way to exploit it, and they got it all. I think it's great. You know, they describe it as a like a one nine two dot one six eight dot one dot x network, and I, I understand that. But and that's to me, my it, point. If it you almost, just change that name for that number, they could be already doing this with the, that number. If they exactly, can. yeah. So but I, to I don't me, see that as a problem. It kind of seems like in my mind an A record set internally, right? Yeah, it's sort of like how they reserved the address one two seven dot zero dot zero dot one for loopback. Um, this is just another thing. It's and not you like a local host to make the point. Yeah, it's not like. Um, Somebody's going to be using this dot internal address anyway because they're not going to use this for anything else. So I think it's I think it's a fine idea. I mean, it doesn't I great. I don't see where it steps on anybody's toes, and, and it, it also, really adds functionality to people's networks. Well, that's the point. They say that they went through a consultation process globally with about thirty-five different strings. They finally settled on internal. They were thinking it came down to internal and private, but then they thought private has connotations in other languages that isn't exactly what you mean and. It doesn't really provide much more security per se. I mean, I mentioned one item, but it's not. It doesn't create security. So private makes you think it's secure. Um, anyway, they basically said dot internal is the choice, and um, there's nothing stopping you from doing it. I, I really anyway, think you probably should I think do it's a good it idea. right now. Anyway, uh, you know, let's say you're a device manufacturer, you could probably instead of using you know tpnet.com or whatever and trying to spoof that, you could probably just start using this internal thing anyway because nobody's using it, whether they pass That's it or the not. Point. They're not going to pass one that and say, oh, we're going to make this now a top-level domain, dot internal. So I think that just by them talking about it and kind of reserving it for discussion, I think you're good to go with it already. Yeah, so they say the best way to do it is use your own domain name and then use the um, uh, whatever you call it, dot internal. Uh, is the best way to kind of go for now. And whether whether manufacturers support this or not, whether the ICANN forces it through or not, I guess that's the question at this point, right? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know when they're subject to do their final vote on it or if they have even yeah, yet. Yeah, is it going to come out as a recommendation? Hey, do this internally. It doesn't affect anything. Or is this going to be a mandate? Hey, all devices need to start supporting the spec and the standard. You know, that's what's left to kind of finalize, I guess. I don't think they need to do either of that. I don't think they need to mandate it. I think they just need to say, hey, we're going to reserve this. You guys are free to use it if you want because it's not. It doesn't involve anybody that in, else. We're going to add that to the documentation as an optional standard. Yeah. Just like 192 is. Just like exactly. whatever it is, right? Yeah, nobody's forcing you to use 192.168. There's lots of other no. ones. In fact, some manufacturers use one and some use one or whatever. Some use 10 right. dot networks. You know, there's a there's several. Right. There's there's uh, A but class, they, but B class, and C class. They're following general known standards is the point, right? Right. And that's that's the cool idea is make a standard. And that's the point. Everybody can be on the same page. You guys can do what you want. I like it. Freedom in the internet. All right. Amen to that. We're flat out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've enjoyed it. I know it was kind of a lot of long topics, but hopefully it's entertaining, educational, and hey, that's what we want to do is keep an eye on tech so you don't have to, right? Thanks for being alongside for the ride. NPITechGuys.com is our website for the podcast, news, and more. NPITechGuys.com brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. You are listening to Tech Watch Radio. Make it a great day, will you? Hey, thanks. Thanks.